This week in PlayStation, we're talking about the redesigned PlayStation 5, which PlayStation Studio has been the MVP of the PS5 era, and did I say the MVP? I said, did I say it right? I didn't I like said I said it right. Though. All right, fine. We're going to keep going. And the best Spider-Man games of all time will have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody! That's Bear in the control room. That's Blessing at the desk, and I'm Greg. And of course, you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. There you can watch us record it live. You can get it ad-free and get dozens of exclusive monthly episodes of exclusive content only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code kindoffunny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe each and every week. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's start with a PSN message from you. An X-Cash shirt on PSI Love You, huh? I've been told the shirt looks good on me. It does look good on you. It well, does- here's, again, though, when have I ever seen you in a shirt where I'm like, nah. That's true. That I mean, ain't the look. Fair. I that like that, the that shirt on you, though. This shirt? Kindoffunny.com slash store. Eventually. One day. The new Halloween <laughs> we'll stuff. There. We're teasing it right now. You yeah. can go up and sign up for when it goes up, and you'll know. But yeah, I just like the green. I like the pattern. It's also comfortable. I also it like is very the X-Cash logo. Yeah. The PS Love You logo is sick as hell, too. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Everything about it. Fashionable. It looks real good. You know, they, they tried they tried to steal our content. Really? I had to step in yesterday. They were talking about the for some reason. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the PS5 redesign. I, I saw this. I saw somebody tweet about this, like them talking about what the are you doing? Like, what are you doing? They have so many L's so that like, you know, the fur the one weird PlayStation decision like in the last six months, they had to jump onto it because Gary had opinions. They've only had one good game this year. High Fire Rush. I was like, I was coming, I was coming. There it is. There it is. You got to bless. Good job. I guess they also have Forza Motorsport. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, but like, you're not going to. You don't, game, you don't you know? care about that. I'm yeah, barely it's playing not even a fun, Turismo. Yeah, it's not even a fun driving game. Yeah, exactly. It's not driving rising. the track over and over again. It's together. I got the Gran Turismo yeah. movie for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the movie we all saw. Yeah. Did you remember that? You ever seen that one? I did not. I did not see the Gran Turismo movie. Yeah. I still haven't seen Twisted Metal either. And I don't know oh, if I'm. Wow, dropping, and you were the biggest fan. And I and I don't. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm dropping the ball or not right now as a PlayStation podcast host. And a quote unquote PlayStation guy. Like, is this, was this required reading? No. Is it like, because when a new PlayStation exclusive game comes out, I'm expected to play it. Yeah. Right. But like, PlayStation, we're a game. Two different we are a things. game show. All right. Look at all this. Do you see at any point? You got the controller, you got the memory card. You know, one of those UMDs is like a DVD. You don't have any of these things floating by. First off, that's clearly a fucking disc you just You're pointed right. at. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't be more clearly. No, it's, it's because just... it's sitting next to the. Is this a Vita or, P- or PS? Oh my god! <laughs> it's got two sticks. Of course, it's a fucking Vita. It's because the discs are sitting next to the Vita that made me think in size wise they're smaller. But I guess that's not how that works. The memory card is also fucking huge compared to the controller. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no. That's the right. That's the right size. I guess. The scale's all the way. Okay, up. well, no, I mean, this is a memory stick pro duo. It's not nearly that large. Okay, well, that's you know fair. I mean? So that's you're fair. fine. There's your beautiful PSP up there. I guess I never just like turned around and looked for a rare. It's gorgeous, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mick did a great job with this. Yeah, we don't ever really sit here, I think, and look at this and talk about how great it is. It's because it's hard to compliment Nick, you know. Are we going to add the PS5 Slim? 
Uh, no, I mean, we never added VR too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like nobody's going to notice that. Listen, it's one of those where, you know, there's a lot going on in kind of funny land every day to come in and be like, can you add this one thing? It's always like, ah, we'll get to it later. Probably when we read it on the show, that's when you do something with it. Yeah. Not time for that yet. But I remember, I think when we put, I remember it was a big deal when we added PS5, PS5 I believe. Yeah, yeah. PS5 is right there. Yeah. Well, not, I wasn't saying like, you know. I, I know that's the PS5. I was saying, I remember. There, I remember there, there, you know. That's a like, controller right next to it. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes, for calling out. I got you. Or maybe we should get it in there. We have to talk about that stuff. Uh, for now, then, we're starting with a PSN message from Borikua Macho, who writes in and says, What PlayStation Studio has been the star of the PS5 generation? Insomniac. I was going to say, is this much of a question? I, think, I feel like we talked about MVP before. There were yeah. a lot of questions about. The PS5 redesign. A lot of questions about Spider-Man, which we can't talk about yet. We're reviewing on Monday. A lot of things going on as a Gamescast. Then, of course, there'll be that after you read all the reviews, then the Gamescast, you see the review for Gamescast on Monday. You see IGN's review. You read Gom, GameSpot's review. GomSpot's review. Uh, make sure you then go to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-O-Y. Send us your questions about the reviews in Spider-Man because we're doing an FAQ like we often do Monday afternoon. So we'll have that up on Tuesday for you. have a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO. I digress. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about it a lot. So when I got this one, I was excited like, oh yeah, and I put it down and I'm like, wait, how many times it, do you have to say Insomnia? Yeah, I think for the fun of it, we can go through the other studios because Sony Santa Monica has probably put out, not even probably, right? Objectively, it's put out the most critically acclaimed PlayStation Studios game of the generation so far. With Ragnarok. With God of War Ragnarok. Um... I house mark put out returnal and that was my thing when when I if you we can kind of do what we're we, we've joked around about Zelda with game of the year right of like all right fine Zelda's game of the year what's what's not Zelda game of the year you know what I mean hmm. whereas I feel like insomniac with miles with ratchet you can toss in spider-man remastered right yeah already what a track record based on previews you assume spider-man's gonna be pretty good mm -hmm. then of course Wolverine's still coming like that in that granted that's we put the last two to hype if you want or whatever but still, Insomniac got there. That, I think that's, carrying the, that's PS5. the tough thing is most PlayStation Studios haven't released one or two games, yeah. right? And you look at Insomniac, they're about to release their fourth game, and their fifth game is already announced for the PS5, yeah. right? And again, that is me including Spider-Man Remastered, but you got to include there, it because there, it's there, yeah, you can go play. right? And like, yeah. I think once you start getting to the other ones, there's an argument for Sony Santa Monica putting out the highly, the most highly reviewed games. I think there's an argument for gorilla between yep. um horizon Urban West, West, burning shores and then also horizon burning shores and then also call the mountain if you want to count uh, that yeah, but like no. uh, you know i don't Remember think that's fire sprite that. um oh yeah fire, you're right that is fire sprite so yeah. i wouldn't even count yeah, that actually yeah. and so yeah i think between forbidden west and burning shores you put gorilla in the running but again i think i think insomniac being on their fourth game of the generation so far and having their fifth already announced it being a title that we're all excited for and then again like to correct me if i'm wrong because this is the kind of stuff that it's kind of mush in my brain but this is also then going to be the second playstation 5 exclusive from them oh yeah Spider-Man remastered i'm not counting right because that like obviously 2018 I mean, yeah. but like so i'm not counting it for that reason but yeah ratchet and spider-man 2 are going to be uh exclusive Whereas uh, My uh, Miles had PS4, obviously a version of that or whatever. But if we're talking spe specifically about the PS5 generation, right? Yeah. And also, if you wanted to bring it to like the different facets of arguments we can make, because we can make the Metacritic argument. If you want to make the like sales argument or the popularity argument, like Spider-Man is the highest selling PlayStation IP, the yeah. fastest selling, I can say. Like I don't. I think when you look bar it seems for like bar, a moot point. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's like, gonna be insane. And again, because like, even if you don't want to include anything for Spider-Man Two. Because we don't know. Yeah. Review next week. It's still Insomniac. It's still Insomniac, right? Let alone if they nail this. 
And even if they kind of miss it. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's just a fun game. Like, all right, cool. So Insomniac's making games. They're publishing, not perishing. Naughty dog. Yeah. Got him. They tried him. Again, I'm, him. I'm still with it. My confidence not shaken. Good on you, naughty dog. Mm-hmm. When this game ain't coming together, don't force it. Don't just put out factions. You just won't call play. you MVP. Exactly. PM. Exactly. PM. But I mean, you know, they are always in wait, right? They're kind of like the Undertaker. Like whenever okay. the Undertaker, whenever you hear that gong, you know it's fucking on. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, hold on a second. Yeah. That'll always be a headliner. But like, do you know who's the MVP though? It's John Cena all the time because he's always there. You know, he's always making headlines. He's not there anymore. He's popular. It was popular. Is he not? I don't watch. I don't watch it that he's much. Yeah, I mean, technically, I, I guess like, he is there right now. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw a clip of him he there, is there last right week. now, but it's not. He's not he always was literally there. there it was last a big week. deal that he's back. I saw him fight a whole army last week. <laughs> like, he, like I saw him, him and like some other random dude in the ring, and like five other people courtside. I know it's he was here a random there. dude, but it's like, neither here nor there. All right, neither here nor there. Don't worry about it. All right. Like he, John Cena is 80 years old, still carrying the WWE on his back. Let's twist the question this way then. Do you think by the end of the PlayStation 5 generation, Insomniac will still be the MVP? Ooh, yes. I do too. Yeah. I think, again, like there's, they're racking up wins. Mm-hmm. Ratchet, kind of funny game of the year. Toss in Miles, toss in Remastered. Again, you assume Spider Man 2. And for some, oh, I was going to say, for some reason, like I don't have a really great at reason. I've been listening to, I was going to say, for some reason, I'm really excited about the Insomniac Wolverine game. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, listening to the Marvel audio drama. Wolverine the long night it's from 2018 there's already a second season but this is still season one and I'm having such a good time with it that I find myself every so often slipping into like fuck that game you know what I mean like I love you know I, we haven't had a great Wolverine game in a long time and if they yeah. if, if they fucking crush this like holy shit come on and like I don't Wolverine probably won't be the last game of the generation from Insomniac. Apparently not. At this this pace, like I expect maybe one more game from Insomniac for the PS5 after Wolverine. Now that's another interesting one. So now I agree with you, and I also agree that the pedigree they're putting together, the library, the body of work for the PS5. If you're talking about who is the star of the generation, it's going to be now. It's possible that you know, star is an interesting term. Naughty Dog is a big star, right? We always talk about them being the crown jewel, right? Maybe even overshadowing Insomniac in terms of S tier versus A tier, right? So maybe when we get there, there'll be a different argument if Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, put something else out, blah, blah, blah. There's this one standout game or whatever. But in terms of the body of work you're putting out, yeah, let alone that I don't, I'm with you that like, do you think the after Wolverine, is it another smaller Spider-Man interstitial thing? Or do you think it's Ratchet? Ooh. Or do you think it's something totally different? That's that, that's the exciting thing about Insomniac is that it could be any one of those things, right? It could yeah. be Spider-Man 3. It could be Spider-Man 2.5. It could be Ratchet. It Spider-Man could be, Miles Morales again. Yeah, like it could be um a new, a different IP, right? It could be, well, I was going to say it could be a VR game. Probably won't be a VR game. But like it could, could be, be a multiplayer but it won't thing. be. But it could be. It, yeah. <laughs> um, I, Insomniac is the kind of studio that I genuinely think could do anything. I expect... And this isn't as exciting a one, but it's a little bit exciting. It could be Sunset Overdrive remastered, right? Like a PS5 version of Sunset Overdrive. Not as whatever exciting, happened to that. That felt like that was rumored a long time ago, and it was like that's. It's because they got the IP back. I forget what the what like why that was a thing that like you know kicked up. Um, I think it was because PlayStation acquired Insomniac. Maybe that's where all that talk came from. And yeah. Oh, and like, they just did the, they did the copyright on it. Was that yeah. the deal? Got it. Um, but. You know, I'll put that in the same bucket as a Spider-Man remastered. And again, that's another win for Insomniac if they're able to make that happen on PlayStation 5. But even beyond that, like if they yeah. want to do a a new game that's, hey, we're making a first-person shooter like because we miss resistance. Like we're making a, like a new one, like a different first-person shooter um, that is a multiplayer thing to align with like PlayStation's multiplayer strategy. But we're basing it on like our love and adoration for a, a resistance style game yeah, yeah, yeah you know like i wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that as well like i think for them sky's the limit uh i think 
the more interesting question for me is do they ever hit that S tier title by the end of the generation? And well, that's a bunch of bullshit we're hoisting on them, right? So it's really fair. on us. And so I think do they hit a title that's above 90 on Metacritic? I'm going to say yeah. And I and I we all maybe talking about Spider-Man. Mm. Put that aside. I think Wolverine could be the breakout one. Cuz I think when you talk about Wolverine, you're seeing something that hasn't been done extremely well before. You know what I mean? Spider-Man games are Spider-Man games, and we love Spider-Man games, and the topic of the show is going to be Spider-Man games, right? Don't hit a bear. And so it's one of those things. But when you talk about Wolverine, right, we go, oh, man, X-Men Origins Wolverine was cool with stuff falling apart and, like, his skin showing and that. But it wasn't like the story was great or this was great, right? Like, mm -hmm. if Wolverine comes out, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm rusty on this, and we haven't had to switch from Spider-Man to Wolverine talking a while. Is it confirmed that it's rated M, or they're going for an M rating? Um, it's been I, talked about. It's been rumored. Okay. I don't know if it's confirmed. Okay. Okay. If, if it's going to be insomniac quality, it's going to be a rated M thing. It's going, I think you're going to get something that like, isn't Logan. I don't mean like that heavy, but I think is going to be that. Cause one of the things I think about, and again, this isn't, you know, uh, you've all played Spider-Man remastered. You've all played miles Morales. So this isn't me talking at all about like Spider-Man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, Sony. If you're watching, I'm not violating any review embargo, right? Spider-Man is, and Tim talked about in his preview, right? Scope, New York, let's swing across. Let's use web wings. Tim's whole preview was talking about how great traversal is, right? When, I, when I've sit, sat here and thought about Wolverine, I really am like, where is this going to be? Like, what is the mo how are we, what is the moment to moment? Is it going to be open world? I sincerely doubt it, right? Like, I just don't see that working the same way. Because even though Wolverine, yeah, can pounce and leap and go, like, he's not going as fast as Spidey does, right? So it is like, are we going to be in open areas, like open wilderness? Like, are we going to be hunting in Alaska? I don't think, are we like, doing this kind of thing? Sti stick with me. Yeah, that's I'd what I was going to say. It you, was going to a weird kind of direction. Wait, but full I, stop. What are you eating, Barrett? Uh, baked Lay's. Okay, cool. Yeah. It kind of looked like a dino chicken nugget, and I was very excited. Mm, no. Uh, but yeah, exactly what Blessing was uh, saying just now. Just like, I think it would be more structured around, like, uh, how they structure Ratchet and Clank games, you know? Sure. Like maybe, like, kind of open like area place Level base that with... you can place yeah places you can explore but not a whole like sprawling city like, which i think uh, it sounds right. awesome like i want a awesome linear not li well yeah linear i yeah. want an awesome wolverine story hmm. i want to feel like you know what i mean like, yeah i want i want a wolverine game that they really take their time with because that's been my that's been my thing where people ask like what would take insomniac from being like eight out of ten nine out of ten to being like the ten out of ten critical across the board in the same way that we look at naughty dog or we look at sony santa monica yeah i think what it is is time like i think they just put out a lot of games and you can feel like when you go from obviously well spider-man 2018 to spider-man miles morales right you can feel like okay this is, this is iterative. iterative but when you hop into rift apart there's still that level of iteration of oh yeah i feel all of like the spider-manisms and the insomniacisms in this game right and i think <clears throat> an insomnia game feels so much like an insomnia game and part of that i think is just based on Hey, like you know, we are putting these th these things out at a really great quality, and like we get to a place where, cool, like you know what a Spider-Man game is, you know what a Ratchet and Clank game is. I think with Wolverine, if let's say Wolverine doesn't come out next year, let's say Wolverine is a 2026 game, Woo! like we're not seeing Wolverine for Woo! another two to three years, right? Oh, it is. Hey, we took our time. Like we really looked at what a Sony Santa Monica is doing with God of War, and we wanted to make that. But for Wolverine, I think that then maybe allows you to kind of, you know sit with the mature themes, have it be violent, have it be this thing that feels different from what you typically get from an insomniac. I think that then help, helps you elevate to being in that my, way my, above 90 range. When we're talking, you see, I, I appreciate that you're giving context to what you think makes, makes S tier, right? Where you're talking about Metacritic and 90 and yada, yada, yada. When, I, when we've put that on there I, and I, we think of Naughty Dog as an S tier PlayStation studio, I am thinking of 
the quality across the board, visuals, audio, yada, yada, the game, the story, the gameplay, all that stuff, right? And so for me, it's less of a Metacritic thing, even though that all goes into the Metacritic being huge. I would argue that if Insomniac stays on this track, right, these games they're putting out, and even if they never break through to a 90, everything's 85 to 89, whatever the hell it is in this thing, right? If you got to the end of the generation and we're like, we're going to say Miles, Ratchet, Spidey Remastered, Spidey 2, Wolverine, another game on top of that, I think they got to go S here just based on publishing and what they're doing and how they're putting it out. Like in terms of being a workhorse for PlayStation Studios and making great games, you know, guaranteed on the kind of funny scale, four out of five games or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, we'd love a five out of five. Yeah, we'd love it to be the made me laugh. It made me cry. I I, I went and hugged uh, Cole afterward. You know what I mean? Like you'd love all these different things about it. But like if it is just this is a fucking awesome game and we got it in two years, that goes really far, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I hope they get there. Like, and, I, and like, I think I, I, I think you're right in terms of their output. Like, if we're talking about what they mean to PlayStation and how PlayStation probably views them, yeah. then I put I put Insomniac at S tier. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think to that point they're the MVP. But I think for me, when I also think about S tier in a different angle, it is if if Insomniac, uh, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog all came to me and they're like, "Hey, all three of us are putting out a game tomorrow. Which are you playing first? For me, I'm looking at Sony Santa Monica and Naughty Dog <laughs> before I go to Insomniac. Interesting. Yeah. See, I cite. Because I'm me, and we'll talk about this a little bit when we get to our top Spider-Man games of all the time, right? I think I would, out of those three, they're dropping tomorrow. And I like I don't know the IP. Mm-hmm. I think if it was just a blind box of whatever, I think I would gravitate towards Insomniac because I'd be expecting a Spider-Man or a Wolverine. If I open up, I got Ratchet, I'm like, damn it. Fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, what have I done? I like Ratchet. I Ratchet three. I'm just saying I'd much rather play whatever's in Naughty Dog's box rather than that. But like at this point, like... I am so ready for Spider-Man. I am so ready for Wolverine. Like, I would love to see what those are. And I love licensed stuff. Whereas if it was a new world, if it was Corey's much rumored Sony Santa Monica game, it's like, okay, but like, what is that? What am I doing with it? I'm still excited for him, but I just love my stupid IP and licenses. Yeah. Speaking of Greg Way, it's time for topic of the show. <laughs> Today is your final PS. I love you. XO XO ladies and gentlemen, where Ever? We can, no, where oh. we cannot talk. <laughs> Trust me, I've learned that once this show dies, it never dies. Uh, this is your final PS I Love You XOXO, where we can't talk about Spider-Man 2. Where we can't give you any thoughts on Spider-Man 2. So it's your final one basically before you're playing Spider-Man 2. Of course, I already talked about it at the top of the show, but to reiterate, Monday morning, the Kind of Funny Games cast will post. It will be our review of Spider-Man 2. No spoilers. Uh, you can go ahead and watch that Monday morning, like I said. Go ahead and read IGN's review, GameSpot's review, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Watch all your other friends. I assume Easy Allies. You, you know how it works. Then, uh, as fast as you finish all that stuff, you will have questions about Spider-Man 2. You need to write in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y because myself, Blessing Eddie Oye, and making her return to the show, Janet Garcia will be recording a Monday episode that you can watch on patreon.com slash kind of funny that will go live Tuesday. Let me check the calendar and make sure I have that right because I want to make sure it's still going. Yeah, we're still posting it on Tuesday. Uh, so you'll be able to pop up right there and get another spoiler free. Your questions answered. You know how the FAQs work. But here on basically the eve of Spider-Man 2. I want to talk about the best Spider-Man games of all time. Blessing, we said, how do we want to do this? What are we going to do? And we came down that we each came up with our top five Spider-Man games of all time, as of now, pre-Spider-Man 2, to come in and talk about. 
when you went through and picked your five, what criteria were you going for? What were you what were you looking for on this? <laughs> well, one? like in when we sat and talked about this, right? Like the thing yeah. I floated was, hey, like let's talk about our top five Spider-Man games. What if we just did games with Spider-Man in them, right? Like that's I feel sure. like that is the easiest, most creative way we can go about it because I think that then spans a lot of games and lets us celebrate and talk about more games, right? And what Spider-Man brings to that. And so for me, my criteria was just what are games that Spider-Man is in, and how do I rank them? Sure, my top five. Sure. Sure. What about you? Similar thing. I mean, I guess it's a jokey question, right? Because it is just like, for me, what game made me feel like Spider-Man? What connected with me? Where do I think the character has evolved, changed, grown, and stuff like that? And so there's a few in here that like have obviously personal memories tied to them that maybe put them in there better than some. Because when I saw it, we, we can see each other's list right now. Mm -hmm. And you're number five. I was like, ah, god damn. I yeah. didn't put it on my list, but I do remember that being a great game. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I can Why review my, start? my number yeah. five. Because yeah. this is one... Where I, this will allow me to drill deeper into my how I rank things, right? So my number five in my top five Spider-Man games is Spider-Man for the PS1. And Never saw. Remember this one? Yeah, I bring it in for a few reasons, right? Like one of one of those reasons is nostalgia. Like this was, I believe, my first Spider-Man game, um, and so like it introduced me to that character and even on a deeper level because i wasn't as a kid really watching as many spider-man cartoons okay and i don't know if i saw the movie at this point and so like for me it was oh this spider-man character is cool and it introduced me to characters like doc ock this is my first encounter with venom this is my first encounter with a wider uh marvel universe because spoilers for the spider-man ps1 game right you get to the, <laughs> you get to the end of the game and you're introduced to the rogues gallery of like oh, wait yeah. all these people are in the same like they're all hanging out like this is kind of crazy um but yeah, like, you know, le learning who uh, Eddie Brock is, learning who all these different people are, right? And like, you know, kind of getting my first hands on with this character of Spider-Man and really falling in love with some of the mechanics, I think really moved me. Because also, you know, there are other Spider-Man games we would often, um, like, we would often refer to as this is the template, like this is the thing that kicked it all off, right? But I think really, when you get to the core of it, Spider-Man 1 for the PS1 really is like, that is the template. Right? If like, I can, yeah, because if it. I can jump in, like for me, Spider-Man PS1, seminal game in Greg's gaming history. Black Cat, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, God, look at her face. <laughs> yeah, remember, what what, remember the age that this was being made in, all right? Nobody's looking at her face. <laughs> all right? You saw how they framed it from their introduction. Uh, Spider-Man PS1, I think you nail a lot of the points of, yes, of like, I if for me, what I remember the most about this was obviously the story. The mm -hmm. fact that it was like, holy shit, I'm playing a Spider-Man story, Spider-Man comic, a Spider-Man cartoon. Then it was the idea of the suits. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. right now you think of in Psalms games and we, you know, they're already talking so many about suits and doing all these different things with Spider-Man suits. This is one nice Tony Hawk pro skater too, uh, Easter egg there. This was the one right of like playing this and going through and unlocking the suits and having all these different things and jumping back in and be like, holy shit, I can't believe they're doing this. And they have, you know, the fantastic bag man and da da da, da like quantum Spider-Man. There was things, even as a Spider-Man fan, I think at this point, maybe the clone saga had already happened and I had fallen off of reading, you know, but they were showing me suits I'd never seen before. And again, it was a bit more like freewheeling. Oh yeah. Armor spider there from spider amazing Spider-Man 300, right? 200, 500. Uh, that was what I remember for it. Yeah. And then as a personal thing, right? Whenever you've heard me maybe say in the past, because I'm very old and talk all the time, uh, that, you know, when, oh, when I review a video game, 
it's very much me how it was. It's very much me describing it to Poe in my basement, right? That's how the best friend kind of thing came up all the time is that I'd be like, oh, it's like me describing, I talk on a podcast or a video game review when I write it, like I'm talking to you in my basement. You're a best friend. And when I'm saying that, I'm legitimately going back in my head to Spider-Man PS1 because I remember Poe coming over one day and I'd been playing for hours and he picked it up and read the back of the, the gem case and was like, all right, so what's it about? And I like paused and gave him a whole thing. And it was like, the first time in my life that I was like, Oh, like I'm very much presenting here. I'm very much like, I know more about this game. Yeah. Cause I'm playing, but games than most of my friends and like, this is kind of my role in the friend groups and yada, yada. And I was like, Oh yeah. wow. That's a, a touchstone for me. Yeah. And so for me, yeah, there's the one hand of nostalgia that I have such heavy nostalgia for this game. But then on the other hand, it is the impact. It is the fact that, you know, I, if, if, uh, Spider-Man two for PS2, the movie game, if that was, let's say the, um, Mario 3, right? Like, this is the Mario one of, like, hey, you don't get mm -hmm. to here without having this first. And, like, this is the thing that set it up. This was where you got, like, yeah, the Spider-Man 1 for PS1 had a bit more brawler game gameplay than the other games that came after it, because, like, I'll say that Insomniac Spider-Man, it's an open-world action game, right? But when you get into the combat, it's a brawler. Like, it's basically a beat-em-up style thing, and that started here, right? You can climb on walls, you can swing through, and this is where, this was, like, the dawn of, we're swinging in my, wet, my, um, uh, webs are attaching to like nothing, right? Yeah, like I yeah, am yeah, yeah, swinging yeah. off of the sun, basically, right? And, like that's kind of those are the concessions they had to make in the beginning of the game. I forget which villain did it. One of the villains, I think it was Doc Ock, actually. Doc Ock releases like a toxic gas <laughs> into New York, and so that's how they describe why. That's how they explain why you can't like land on the ground and why you can't get too low to the ground and why you can only like you know be on rooftops and stuff and then inside buildings. Yeah. Um. But like you know, those concessions were made so that this game could work on a PS One, and guess what? It worked on the PS One. It was fun. Uh, I haven't played it in forever, so I don't know how. Well yeah, I know, right? Up. That's the thing I want is it's important to do. Like these are all rose tinted glasses yeah. reviews, right? Because it is such a yeah. We did not go back, and we did not have time to jump into these things, but which I, which I like because mm -hmm. that's how this works, right? Like it's like scientific things. We go through and pick ten yep. Spider-Man games we love. That's my number five. What's yours? Uh, my number five is Spider-Man PS Two on PS Two. Spider-Man 2 on PS2. Uh, of course, this is the movie tie-in uh, Tobey Maguire game. Uh, this was the one that really uh, cracked the open world formula, and that's why it stands out, right? Like, uh, Spider-Man 2 on PS2 was very much like, okay, you know, it's a weird story. You're running through and doing all this goofy-ass shit. Like, that doesn't make sense, and is, but they're trying to line it up with the universe, and they're introducing characters, and da-da-da. None of that matters, right? Because what Spider-Man PS2 was, was a open world New York City. You talk about PS1 and the concessions made. and like, okay, well, there's gas on the street, so you can't go down there and you can't do it. This was the game of, no, no, you can do that. You can yeah. go be Spider-Man. You can patrol the streets. You can stop the quote-unquote random crimes. You can get the little boy's balloon back. You can run on the ground. You can be up there. You can go district to district in New York and all these different things. And... That was so mind blowing. You know, you talk about like what Spider-Man games were and how they've evolved and what the blueprint was and da 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 da. This was the dream that really starts, I think, with GTA three, where when GTA three yep. comes out and shows you a you know world that you can go anywhere in. This is Liberty City. It is you know uh, third person. You can drop the camera low and you can go anywhere. I think that, you know, sandbox gameplay changed games, obviously. And then it does that thing of, I remember, well, what other games could you do this with? And the dream of being a superhero, and especially after the films of Spider-Man really, you know, show what a Spider-Man would be in New York, right? Visualization uh, outside of what comic books do. Uh, it was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And so there's all these wonky cutscenes and dialogue and different little dumb missions. 
But for me, the Spider-Man 2 story always goes. I was obsessed with the game, played it, had a great time. Again, platinumed it in quotes yeah. for what it would have been at the time on my PS2. Sold it back to GameStop because I sold everything at the time so I could play games. And then I got an internship out in Washington, D.C. for a summer where one Saturday I was sitting there and I'm like, motherfucker and i got up and i went to gamestop and i bought spider-man 2 again oh, yeah. and came back because all i just wanted to swing around the city i just wanted to go through and patrol i just wanted to keep fighting random crimes and have that experience of going uh from point a to point b and doing whatever and again this is the era of games i feel and, and this is probably still exists but i think we've all had it to some degree right of you get a game and you can't afford every game and back then great games weren't coming out every fucking week like they are now every second of every day and so it was i'll make up my own fun how fast can i get from this yep. place to this place what, what about easter eggs let's just go looking for weird things they did in the world like it was a new york city i just existed in and again i think it's so funny and comical that the story portion of spider-man 2 and all the shit they tried to do in the movie universe and introduce none of that resonates none of that matters i don't remember any of that i just remember this swinging through the city and being spider-man See, I feel like for me, like, you know, this is one that, that I absolutely love. And this is one that for like the same reasons I, I remember it. But I also do remember like the story portions of it. Yeah. Right. Like I remember and specifically like the movie stuff, obviously, but how these games would take liberties and just introduce random ass storylines to like the movie stuff. And that was always thing you'd read the EGM article and like somebody from somewhere connected to the film, be like, Oh no, it's all, it's all yeah. in universe. Dude, I, so this is really happening. And like, okay, that's awesome. And the movies never mention any of this. Exactly. And I, rem I remember um playing the game and my sister like seeing the movie and like i hadn't seen the movie yet but i was playing the game and i would ask her like oh is black cat in the movie and she's like no like who's black cat and i'm like oh, i'm playing the game there's a black cat in here like yeah, i don't yeah, know what's yeah. going on with that um yeah for me like the mind-blowing thing was playing so uh my next door neighbor freddie who you've heard you've probably heard of freddie he had spider-man 1 the movie game for ps2 yeah. for xbox uh, I guess he had the Spider-Man one movie game for Xbox, not for PS2. But like, I would, <laughs> I would play that game at his house, and that was like my that was like my, my next um, step, right? Like that was my I went from playing the PS1 version of the game to playing the PS2 version, and I can kind of see like how things would evolve and like you know all the things they took from that first one and brought it into like the PS2 game. Um, but I remember playing through it and being so impressed and being so into it, right? I mean, um, despite it still doing the thing where you can't land on the ground and be open world, right? Despite it, uh, you know, having the wonky cutscenes and having like even some wonky action and all this stuff, um, I still had such a fun time playing through the Spider-Man 1 movie game with Freddy. When I got Spider-Man 2, my mind was blown because like I couldn't imagine the step being that like that huge, right? The leap being that huge of hey, you're going from these linear levels, these segmented levels, to now it is an open world. And Spider-Man 2 was my GTA 3. Right? Like I didn't, I, I hadn't owned a GTA game by the time I was playing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And so swinging through the open world, solving all the random crimes, doing all the random activities, like if I explained this game, right, without having played an Insomniac, an Insomniac Spider-Man game, you would think I was talking about an Insomniac Spider-Man game. Yeah. And I think that's how, I think that's how pivotal and important Spider-Man 2 PS2 is, is the fact that this is, Again, going back to the Spider-Man 1 PS1 is Super Mario Brothers 1 and Spider-Man 2 PS2 is Super Mario Brothers 3, right? Like it brought things up to a next level where it's like, hey, we have a ground floor. This is what a Spider-Man game is now. And this yep. set the template for um, open world Spider-Man. 100%. And I'm so glad it did. And again, I think that's the importance of its uh, lineage and like where it is and why it, it stands out to this day as you just watch right now as Barrett's showing you gameplay of Spider-Man just running off the walls. Like, yeah. again, 
it looks way better in Insomniac's games. It feels way better. In Insom- but I mean, like, this was outrageous to be doing on oh, the yeah. PS2 in 2004. Are you kidding me? Like, it, was, it was incredible. I had, yeah. I don't know if anybody else listening might have had the same issue, but my disc was, I'm pretty sure it was scratched or something because yeah, yeah. I would hit this glitch where if I'm swinging through the city too fast, my game would freeze and everything in the world would be blurry and I would have to wait like five minutes for things to pop in to then continue playing. Yeah, yeah And because yeah, it's yeah. PS2, you can only like save at certain points. Yeah, right? So yeah, I'm yeah, like, like, I'm, that, like yeah. I'm not going to restart this because it's not like the checkpoints are that generous. And so I'm just going to wait here for the five minutes to let my world, my world repopulate. And I'll do, I'll like do that like i would let that slide because that's how much i'm enjoying the game that's how much i'm in this is because i i i I don't mind letting that happen um but yeah this is a good ass open world game and shout out to like all the easter eggs too of like being able to go to the daily bugle and do those um the daily bugle stuff be able to deliver pizzas with that pizza mini game the game having the foresight to have like the crimes that are these like um you know they have the green icons which are citizens are telling you like hey this is happening but then the purple ones are just happen like you know just natural in-world events that yeah, you just yeah, happen yeah, to yeah. do like i think the way that they approached being an open world game i would say is ahead of its time like i 100%. think this game absolutely nailed that stuff 100 percent. so what's your number four my number four is marvel versus capcom 2 oh. yeah not a spider-man game but a game that happens to have spider-man in it mm-hmm. um and i bring this one up Mainly because Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is such a beloved game, right? Like, this is a fighting game that everybody loves. This is one that so many people have nostalgia for. But then also, like, Spider-Man in that game is one that I remember playing a lot. And one yeah, that yeah, I, like, yeah. I fucking I fucking love cho- choosing that character. And, like, you know, like, spitting all the webs and doing all that stuff. Um, that plus, like, again, th- th- how good the Marvel representation in the game is to introduce me to all these characters. Introduce me to a character like Iceman. Well, I didn't give a fuck about Iceman, but he played good. <laughs> like, he, had, he had good gameplay, so I was like, you know what? I'll play as Iceman. Um, but yeah, for me, like, again, when we go through the list of games that have Spider-Man in them, you know, I like, I'm looking at the list to make sure I'm not even ruining anything, right? But like, you know, g- games like Marvel Snap came to mind, games like Old oh, sure, sure, came sure. to mind, and I think for me, um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is the one where I'm like, if I'm going to pick one of those, I'm going to pick Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, my number four is also a weird one like that. I'm talking about Marvel's Avengers. Now, many don't remember that. No, I'm kidding around, of course. Uh, for number four on my list, I picked Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Uh, you know, I remember when this one got announced, and I remember being so bummed. And what I'm talking about here is, of course, if you don't remember uh, Shattered Dimensions, right? I'm looking at Hillary's review at IGN, posted September 2010, right? Like, we're talking about a game that came after all the open world stuff we're talking about um to get to shattered dimensions you know we talk about spider-man 2 we talk about then you know the spider-man 3 movie tie-in that i reviewed at ign because i was so excited i loved so i loved spider-man 2 so much that when they were like spider-man 3 same shit giant open world i'm like oh my god and it was just so bad it just fucked up so much stuff to make that game not fun that, that game was really fun remember the lizard Remember, <laughs> remember the lizard? I mean, do you remember? I'll never forget. Like, re- I was reviewing the game, and it was one of those things where I was playing it at the office, trying to beat it to then go see the movie that night or whatever. And the end of Spider Man 3, the game, the way Venom convinces Sandman to work with him against Spider Man at the end is that <laughs> he calls Sandman to like Central Park or whatever. He's Venom standing in front of a tree. He says to Sam, and like, you got to work with me or whatever. I think these might actually be, I can't remember. I, I'm, I'm, it might be the movie people. It might be Thomas Hayden Church, and it might, but I can't remember. 
he's you got to work with me i won't work with you i think it'll change your mind the fact that i have your daughter and the daughter drops from the tree behind him in the symbiote like like nest yeah She's like daddy help and sam and drops to his knees and goes fine i'll do it <laughs> I, re I remember this god it was so, so good. bad what a good, like uh, honestly there, there's some b-roll to find here's the thing 15 is, years <laughs> like i never owned spider-man 2 i owned spider-man 3 yeah no. and so like all the memories that y'all have like yep. that's what just swinging like, and doing the thing yeah, yeah. Sp swinging as black suited spider-man like that was sick as hell like yeah, I, yeah like I remember even just the tutorial not being like a, a really fun time. Uh, obviously, there's the meme of like going through, and if you don't save the 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 woman, she's like, "I'm gonna uh, die," yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it yeah. like blows up and stuff. Like, but shout out to Spider-Man Three though. Back to Shadow. I, well, we'll I not give it a shout out. But <laughs> I had we, the exact same story as Greg when it came to Spider-Man Three, where I was so excited for it and I played it. And I was like, and this is before I even had a critical lens yeah, for yeah. video games. I was just playing video games because all video games were fun. I played through Spider-Man Three, and I was like, "What's wrong?" Like what's what's not like what's going on here? Like I don't understand. Why am I not having fun? So Shattered Dimensions comes about, and it's Beanox doing it, who we didn't know anything about at the time. And then it's this idea of okay, it's going to be linear levels, and it's going to be for Spider Man. It's going to be Amazing Spider Man. It's going to be Ultimate Spider Man. It's going to be twenty ninety nine, and it's going to be Noir. Uh, and I think, of course, important to call out. Obviously, this is twenty ten. This is long before Spider-Verse. This is long before, like, you're really wrapping your head around that concept as a mainstream thing. So when A got, year after Arkham City, or Arkham Asylum, though. Yeah. yeah. And so you get this thing where you're like, okay, why are we doing it this way or whatever? And I remember so not being stoked about it and Hillary giving it an eight on IGN and going home and playing it and being like, oh, my God, this actually kicks ass. Like, as you see, like, because, like, again, it wasn't even just the different characters. It wasn't suits. You're looking at, you know, Spider-Man noir gameplay right now that looks black and white that looks different these heroes felt different all the spider-man had different voice actors that you know i think all of them were pulled from spider-man lore right and like you jump into ultimate spider-man having the black suit because i enjoyed ultimate spider-man as well that was another one uh, we haven't mentioned oh, yet yeah. uh, that will uh, that was another one that was like not exactly what i wanted in terms of an open world spider-man because what i want is you know what we're getting from insomniac these days but it was cool to play that game and then of course cool to get this game and see the rogues gallery in each one of these universes see how they would actually look see how these spider-man were work together across dimensions it was a really well done spider-man story you know i think coming off of talking about spider-man 2 and why that one matters not because of the story just because of the gameplay i think you get to shattered dimensions you're like oh holy shit like this was a good Spider-Man story. This could stand up right as its own comic of what you're doing or what you're going through and why you're enjoying it. And again, getting to jump around, play these different Spider-Man, have the different thing. 2099 look badass as always, but also have his own universe, right? Okay. Dope shit. Yeah, this is one that I never got around to playing, but I remember I think this is what probably introduced me to the idea of Spider-Man multiverse. Because mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't understand it either. I would see it on the shelves at GameSpot or GameStop and be like what is this? Oh, there's four different Spider-Man. Oh, this is really interesting. Right. And that was the first I've ever heard of like a multiverse situation. So coming back around and finally getting to like Spider-Verse being as popular as it is yeah. and being able to look back and be like, and be like, Oh shit. Like, man, we had an opportunity to get into this already. Like this was already a thing that was in the ether. And if you're, um, which is, that's really cool. Then of course, what's so sad about this, right? Is that this is Beanox first Spider-Man game. We all play it. We're fucking stoked. Then they're like, guess what? Next year, you're getting Spider-Man at your time. And oh, we're like, yeah. whoa, that seems really quickly. And then the year after that, like, yo, you're getting amazing Spider-Man. Like, yo, Edge of Time wasn't that great. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man is even worse. Then they're like, all right, we'll take two years off, give you an amazing Spider-Man 2. We're like, this is even worse. God. What are you doing? And then yeah, Activision was like, you know what? Why don't you guys just help out with Call of Duty? You no longer have any creative freedom. And that was the end of it. Peace.
I mean, they're still going. <laughs> what are they doing? They're still helping out with Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, no, Pinox is still still out there doing all this stuff. I mean, hey, man, that's Activision for you. <laughs> I digress. What is your number three? I got Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ooh, your most hated Spider-Man yeah, game. A game that I absolutely despise. <laughs> uh, no, Miles Morales is super dope. Miles Morales is one that, like, you know, I really appreciate as, like, a succinct miles morales focused thing right yeah. being able to play being able to have like a just miles morales product right be that being what the first miles game that is just like just you playing miles i have to imagine right like did so, we right? have one before that unless they slip i mean yeah like in terms of a true spider-man game yeah, yeah. this is his first standalone thing then. so it being that it representing um you know miles neighborhood in new york so well right it being this centered hey we have we have this story that is centered around Miles' family, Miles' friends, Miles' community, and having a bit of more of a deeper dive into that, I really appreciate. And then yeah. it also, you know, doing the thing where it took so many of the 2018 mechanics and systems and refined them in a way that I think, you know, worked a bit more smoother and worked a bit more better. Um, I think all that stuff was done well, right? And like yeah. people have heard my comparisons and complaints, right? Of like, man, I wish I had, I wish the story had more time to breathe and all that stuff, yada, yada. But like, I think still, even despite that stuff, Miles Morales is still a really great game and one that like in the Spider-Man pantheon and the Spider-Man ecosystem of games is right there at the top with uh, 2018 and, and maybe one other one that I have in my top three. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to talk about Miles eventually on my own ranking list, but so I'll, we can table that part of the conversation to get to it later and talk about why I love it a bit more than you do. Uh, my number three is Spider-Man on Sega Genesis. Uh, this is another one of like rose tinted glasses for sure. Right, because this is one I have not gone back and played in forever years. And a very personal story to me. Like, if you haven't ever heard it, my Spider-Man Sega Genesis story goes like this. Uh, my dad, uh, I, uh, you know, number one crane operator, Greg Miller, uh, union proud. And so, uh, as a kid, it's very hard to understand when your dad's home from work, but he's not fired from work. The job's over. He's waiting for the union to send him out on another gig. Or, which did happen right there on strike or something like that. Right, right. And so, like, if my dad was home, the only way my little kid brain could understand it was my dad is unemployed. We don't have money. We're going to lose the house. Or we won't be able to feed us or yada, 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 whatever the hell it was going to be. And I'll never forget, you know, watching uh, cartoons with him one afternoon when he picked me up from school. And again, this is all so out of order, right? You know, my mom or grandma was always with me after school, not dad. He was at work until, you know, 5, 30, 6 o'clock or whatever. And it was... He was at home with me watching cartoons with me and they ran a Sega Genesis commercial. I had the Genesis already. Uh, they ran a commercial that was the Toe Jam and Earl and Spider-Man. Genesis, Genesis, got to get Genesis. like nothing with Toe Jam and Earl. And it was this combo commercial showing both games. Mm. And I remember sitting there on the floor looking at it and telling my dad, I'm like, that is the coolest video game of all time. Like that has to be the coolest video game of all time. And... My dad, who, and this isn't me knocking my dad, never bought a Christmas gift. Like, you know what I mean? That was mom's job. She went off and did all that. My dad, who I don't think, you know, knew at all what system I had, was like, okay, register that information. And then the next day, this isn't the right Spider-Man game, by the way. I linked, uh, it, in, is, okay. I linked it in the doc, Spider-Man uh, Genesis. That sometimes it's called Spider-Man versus uh, the Kingpin. Thank you, though, Barry. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Um... My dad, you know, kept all that information in his head. And the next day when I came home from school in front of the TV wrapped in the Toys R Us bag was Spider-Man on Sega Genesis. 
And I remember opening that up and popping it in. And we talk about like, oh, this is what this game became. Or you can see the thing here and there. Like it was playing the dream of being Spider-Man. Like you just saw him crawling on the walls. You see him crawling on the ceilings here. You can throw a web and get up and go over people. There are uh, photo opportunities in the game to take photos as Peter Parker. Like I was, as I, I, I teased at the front of this, right? Like I was the licensed video game kid. I fell in love with video games and found video games because of Ghostbusters. You know, no joke. That's what I saw in the, the aisle that got me my Sega Master System, which made me a Sega kid and da da da. And then from there on out, what I would often, if not for a long time, if not solely ask for, were things of, oh, there's the Jurassic Park game. Oh, there's this Superman game. Oh, there's this thing. Because I wanted the things I love to be on the screen. And most of those times, that ended in me being not upset, like I'm, I'm sobbing, but like, oh, this isn't what it's like. Are you right there? He took a photo of Doc Ock because that's yeah. like a challenge. It was one of those of like, oh, this isn't what it feels like to be Batman, right? Batman Genesis didn't feel like Batman, you know what I mean? And Batman NES and all that stuff. This was the first game I really remember sitting down and putting it in. I guess Ghostbusters did feel like being Ghostbusters, but in terms of superheroes, where I popped this in, I'm like, this looks like the comic book. They have all this different stuff happening in it. There's a story. It feels like what I think Spider-Man should feel like as I go through and fight these villains and take photos. And you get to go to your apartment as Peter Parker and like you're on the roof and you'll stop there. And if you go idle, you, you hold your chin and think and shit. It was like mind blowing to me as a kid that they were able to do this, that they were able to go and make a game that was Spider-Man. So again, I feel so when I look at Spider-Man from Insomniac, and I'm like, man, they fucking crushed this. I see so much of this game there. Even not that I'm saying they're inspired by it, but they're doing such a good job. And this game did such a good job of making it feel like I really was Peter Parker. I really was Spider-Man. Up until the very end, where you have to fight Kingpin, and Mary Jane is on a hook being lowered into like acid. <laughs> and I could never do this as a kid. I could never ever do this thing. What a situation. So Mary is. Jane died infinite times oh my in my God. life as I was just watching her die over and over again as I tried to be Kingpin. But like even now, you know, it's one of those I think and again, I'm the IP kid, the licensed kid. I look at this and I'm like, God damn, this game looks great. Like I love the the art of this game. I love how Spidey looks in this game. It was just one of those brawlers that I thought did so much right and really expanded Spider-Man. And I've talked a long time about Spider-Man Sega Genesis, but I don't get en enough time to, let alone it being a heartwarming, cherished memory between me and my, my father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, my dad was not that guy. It's so funny because I thought the story <laughs> was going to go differently. I thought it was going to be you being like, oh man, this is the coolest game ever. And your dad goes and gets it and brings home Spider-Man. And you're like, no, I was talking about Toe, Jam and Earl. Like, I, I thought that's really where the story was going to go. Toe, Jam and Earl I never vibed with. <laughs> But well, that means a cool game, cool, like, cool dudes. Right? Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, you notice too. All right, there is an established IP, and then something new. Oh fuck the yeah, new it's thing. Like, oh fuck Toe Jam. I don't know what these aliens are. Yeah. Toe Jam sounds gross. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, my number two, Spider-Man Two for the PS2. Hey! Yeah, I hold it. I, I hold it that that highly, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I regarded that highly, and it's one that I think if I were to go to my go through my list of my most played through video games of games that I, that I played through multiple times, like Spider-Man Two is up there. Spider-Man yeah. Two is probably top three or four of like i played that game a lot as a kid yeah uh, just because i like going back through clearing all the stuff and you know like i mentioned all the different activities right but it's like i had a lot of activities you know they had the obstacle courses uh they had like you know the daily bugle stuff i mentioned but then also there was a warehouse where you fought shocker and if you go back there you get like you know combat trial stuff 
Um, you had a bunch of villains that like I wasn't as aware of, right? That were introduced in that game. I forget what villain led like the there was like a robot mech army that you fight at one point, and I forget what villain led that shit. Um, but that's like something I remember is like if there's one bullshit thing in that game, it's those it's, was it's that those Mysterio? Uh, maybe it was Mysterio. Oh, that's another thing though that this yeah. game does that's rad is that um, your final boss fight with Mysterio. It's like Mysterio's in a department store just harassing the cashier, <laughs> and you go in and like the big like the the health bar comes up for Mysterio, and it's like oh shit, all right, here's the big boss fight, and you go and you hit Mysterio once, <laughs> and his fishbowl <laughs> flies off of his head, and like the, all the damage goes down, and like it's a one hit kill uh, with you versus Mysterio. This game got it, dude. This game got it. But yeah, shout out Spider Man Two. That's my second favorite Spider Man game of all time. Wow. High on the list. I appreciate yeah. that. I like that. You know, like, that's the thing where it's when you're when I'm doing a list like this, right? It's that measurement of impact versus quality. Because yeah. like you know, Miles Morales is a better playing game, of better course. looking game, no right? Saying like that. Yeah, bar yeah. for bar, Miles Morales better game to play in 2023, right? But I think yeah. for me, what really brings up Spider-Man Two, besides the nostalgia, is the impact. Like this game did it. Like this Insomniac Spider-Man doesn't exist in the way it does without 100%. Spider-Man Two for PS. One hundred percent. You can't say that enough. Uh, I'm going to cheat here. I want to give you my second one and my first one. Okay. All right. Because I think it's obvious. You know, we've come down to pretty obvious games that should be here. Yep. My number two Spider-Man game of all time is Marvel Spider-Man 2018. Which is my number one. Exactly. And my number one is Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, I Starting with 2018, right? I mean, what can you fucking say? Mm-hmm. What an amazing game. You know what I mean? Like, again, we all expected greatness from it. I remember going and doing the preview event or whatever. But, like, that opening... Right, the way this game opens of establish uh, Peter Parker being established, the you know toast popping out, the app, you jump out, you ride into the streets, you ride up to Kingpin, like all this shit, like it's like fuck yes, this game is so goddamn good. If you remember, one of the things I said in the review uh, that I stand by, but I also feel like an an empty criticism to a degree is that the the story was a bit too by the numbers for me. Mm-hmm. where I felt like what I meant by that, of course, is like, and these are spoilers for 2018 Spider-Man. I think you'd all be there, right? Uh, the idea that when Doc Ock got introduced, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I really hope they don't make him bad. I hope that we're going an opposite way with this. Like, you can see it all happening as you do the experiments and you're making the thing. I was like, that's cool. But, uh, and then it did. I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? And then uh, who's the, when they, there had been a long stretch, remember, where it was like, when Peter was like, it's you in the, tr- yeah. there was a, and we were like, who's going to be? And it just turned out to be Doc Ock. And it was that, it was like, okay. And then they introduced the Sinister Six, but we just fight him really quickly. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't love that. And it's like, again, by the end of it, I, you know, you know, Miles is going to be Spider-Man. I felt like I knew where we were going the whole time. And again, that I do, I do think cheapens a lot of things that happen in the game. Obviously Jefferson Davis's death, the way it happens. Uh, you know, taking over as Miles playing as him, uh, the death of Aunt May, right? Like they do do a bunch of stuff in here that isn't that, but still playing it like the overall experience. It, I felt at the time it was like, this is amazing. This is the best Spider-Man game I've played. They've done so much of it so right, but I wasn't left like rocked by it, I guess. Is yeah, the thing about uh, it. like similar with a credit because I, I, I always felt similarly to you, Greg, and I remember you and I bouncing back and forth when we were both playing this and we were both racing to see who get who could get the platinum first. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing, what Bless says about Miles of like not letting the story breathe, I felt for this one, we didn't get to let the villains breathe a yeah, little bit. That's a great and way just to like it. learning about, even Martin Lee, who's like a significant part of the story, I don't feel like we get too much of. And then like Doc Ock, who becomes the main villain, it's like you kind of learn about his like, 
descent into madness through phone calls, which I didn't love. And so it's it's little things like that that I was always on the same page and of, I, of with you. And I feel one of those things, and don't get me wrong, I love a big game and I love a big world and I love a big story. Back to the breathing thing is I think this one maybe br- breathed too much. There was too much time between breaths, right? <laughs> because my number one is Spider-Man's Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And again, I think some of this could ring a bit hollow, so I want to make sure I'm expressing that. One of the reasons I think Miles worked better for me was that I knew less about Miles. You know what I mean? Like, I have read Miles' Bendis' comics. Like, I knew who Miles was. I, I, I'm i not saying I was coming in here sight unseen, but I felt like there was more juice there with Finn and Tinkerer and, okay, cool, this, that, the other. And then just really getting to know his family, getting to know Genki, getting to be in that with them and like see the hero's journey of becoming Spider-Man Miles Morales, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, uh, scene in Miles Morales where it's like Pete gives you a suit and I was like, oh, it's going to be the suit. And you put it on and it's not the suit. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. We're still building to that. Like j- compare that to 2018 where it's, years and years in my entire life of knowing Spider-Man and Peter Parker and knowing so many different angles of it. Like, again, it's going to be harder to surprise me in that story than I think it would be for miles. Hmm. But I do think of, you know, the villain problem you always bring up, right. Of like fucking Topher Grace, Troy Baker at the end there, right. Troy Baker plays this guy who looks (laughs) just like Topher Grace. And I don't even remember what he, what rocks on bad guy. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember anything about that, but it also did, didn't matter to me, right? Like, I liked the stuff with Finn. More importantly, though, I liked Miles learning to become Spider-Man. Like, I didn't need a strong villain there to have that be that what it was. And not, let alone, as I've talked about before, Insomniac taking the lessons of 2018 and applying them here to cinematography, what you were doing, the way they make Harlem feel like a vibrant, living, breathing place that it didn't feel like the districts in general didn't really feel like in 2018, right? New York was big and there was a ton of stuff to do, but like this one had an identity, the introduction of Haley, like the, all the spider cat, bodega cat, right? Like it was like one of those things of like, I just really dug everything about Miles Morales and the fact that it was so condensed and let me get into all of it and go with it. I think really made it matter more to me in terms of a, this is Spider-Man and I love this. Yeah. I think in terms, in terms of, in terms of the details that we're all talking about, right. I think I tend to agree with all of it. Yeah. Um, in terms of like how that stuff hits with me, I think that's where it's the difference of, I think both Miles Morales and 2018 have the pros and cons for me. Yeah. When it comes to 2018, the Sinister Six portion is like, Oh man, this feels like you're putting in a lot here and like a yeah. weird, in a weird point of the story. And now it feels like it is stretching a bit. Uh, and like the pacing was weird, right? I feel like, 2018 for me was a bit too long and Miles Morales for me is a bit too short in terms of what the story that they want to tell and trying to pace those things well but I think for me the thing that really works about 2018 and the thing that makes 2018 resonate with me in a number in, in the way that it's my n- number one on my list is the fact that it had that wow factor of I had never played an Insomniac Spider-Man game before and guess what an Insomniac Spider-Man game is fucking excellent right yeah. like as I start yeah, to play 2018 yeah. I'm like man swinging feels more right than i can ever imagine yeah. right like that like being able to run on the walls being able to swing through new york and like the camera angle and like the momentum of it and like getting in all the tricks in it like all that and then you get into combat and it's like wow like i love having all these different web gadget abilities on this weapon wheel that i have right and being able to bust them all out and it feels like you're playing a renewed and refreshed spider-man game in a way that finally we've you know we've we've lifted out of license like this isn't a licensed game anymore. Yeah, like, it's licensed a game, but sure. it's like yeah, this I mean, is a though. video game. Like you know, all the ones that came before. I think there's a level of okay, well, this is based on something. Okay, like this is good for a licensed game, right? Like even Spider-Man Two, as much as I love Spider-Man Two, and as much as I love Spider-Man Two as a video game, right? Like 
that's still a movie game. And yep. Spider-Man Miles or Spider-Man uh, Insomniac in Miles Morales, right? Like break through that barrier so strongly. And yeah, like everything about how, how it feels, how it controls is great, right? And like for me, I think I think that was one of the ones that brought Miles down a little bit is that started playing Miles and I was like, okay, it is more Spider-Man. We're back. We're back. And like, you know, after a while, after playing so much Spider-Man 1 especially, it was like a, all right, cool. I'm playing more of this. And that's a good thing, right? And it's also the thing of, well, that still makes 2018 resonate in my heart a bit, sure. a bit brighter. And I understand that. Yeah. I like these lists. I did too. So to recap my list, one to five, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Uh, number two, Marvel's Spider-Man 2018. Number three, Spider-Man and Sega Genesis. Number four, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Number five, Spider-Man 2 PS2. Blessing yours? Uh, number five, I got Spider-Man PS1. On number four, I got Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And number three, I got Spider-Man Miles Morales. And number two, I got Spider-Man 2 PS2. And number one, I got Marvel's Spider-Man Insomniac. We had three games we did not talk about that people wrote in at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. And I'm going to tell you all about them right after I talk about patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, of course, you could be watching the show live just like Anthony Corbett is, Piano Fish Tank is, and Tyler Washington is. Of course, if you want to be there, you could be patreon.com slash kind of funny. You could get each and every episode free. You could get it on demand ad free. You get his video and MP3. You could watch either podcast lives. We record them. You could get more than 300 bonus episodes. We've recorded and published since we launched the studio one year ago. And of course there's exclusive merch there, but I digress. You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You can bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. There's a ton of these football games happening and each and every one, you're gonna want to be there on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook Book app now, and you can use code kinda funny. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code kinda funny only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, you can call 1 877 or text HOPENY, which is 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms responsible. Gaming resources. Okay. Three games that were left off the list here according to, the, to what we got right is Okay. Number one, we'll go to Evan. Evan says, Maximum Carnage for Sega is my favorite Spider-Man game of all time. For years as a kid... It was my favorite game, period. Would love to see it get some love and find out others loved it as much as I did slash do. Do you remember Maximum Carnage? No. You're too young for this? Probably. Yeah. Had a red cartridge. Dope as fucking hell. Oh, you know what? I think I do remember Maximum Carnage, actually. What happened for me with Maximum Carnage, of course, coming off of Spider-Man on Sega Genesis, the next one was Maximum Carnage. And at a glance, I was like, yes, it's going to be so great. Uh, my problem with Maximum Carnage wasn't that it was bad or anything like that, but as you look at it, what is it? 
It's a side scrolling beat em up, right? Yeah. It was it was Death and Return of Superman. It was Streets of Rage. It was a million other games. And while there was elements of that to my Spider-Man game, gone were taking the photos. Gone was the apartment. Gone was the Spider-Man is beating the fuck out of these guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah he's like he really, is showing no mercy. God he's really detailed with bad guys. He's beating up right. But you did this, and you could have uh, people pop in like that with a silver sable. Is that right? Uh, then uh, oh no, it's is it Hawk and Doe? No, I forget this part. Uh, but it was Venom. Cloak was there obviously you guys were cloak and dagger thank yeah. you i'm such a dc guy i'm like wait that's a hawk and dove or the wrong universe <laughs> anyways and that the shit like this gets introduced i'm like i don't know who these people are uh obviously you did have eddie brock as venom though you did have carnage and shit that was cool you could go through and play with your friends it was fun it didn't resonate with me the same way the other ones did but as you look at it like dope ass game yeah for what it was at the time let alone i remember the- uh getting to the end of spider-man one for ps1 and carnage being like the big final boss and yeah how cool that was yeah hell yeah really cool you had to like swing away from him to an escape i do look at this tongue just going up in the air oh you had to play as venom oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was a big deal you guys had to come together remember this was the based oh, on the maximum yeah. carnage like storyline yeah. where you guys had to yeah fun fact i actually did motion capture for uh, venom here oh wow oh yeah. wow boss baby with the tongue i see yeah. what i do yeah. i see uh adam daniels wrote in sped said spider-man one he's talking about the first movie spider-man game oh yeah uh playing as green goblin was such an awesome and surprising twist yeah i was obsessed with uh both after i learned about it i remember that as well that's a game i remember playing at my uh desk in college uh yeah at my dorm room playing that on ps2 and i remember yeah when you could un- you eventually unlocked green goblin to just run around and be screwing around that, with- mo- that game had a lot of cool modes there was like a wrestling ring uh mode that was like a like uh, enemy horde type type thing, horde mode, uh, and like you did that in the wrestling ring from Spider Man One, the movie. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, do you know that that game? So Spider Man One for PS One, I believe, came out in like two thousand, and then Spider Man Two Enter Electro came out in like two thousand one, and then the movie game came out in like two thousand two. Damn. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. And like when I play, I don't. I want to say like a lot of those movesets carried over because I want to say Spider Man One definitely for PS One. You could like do web hands where you yeah like, yeah you web up your hands web up your yeah. hands so you do like more attack and then like there was like a web dome move where you dome yourself <laughs> in a fucking web and then explode. explode out yeah yeah and like I want to say a lot of those moves came back in the Spider Man movie game that sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I want them to come <laughs> do that for like I want Insomniac to add those to the games oh okay yeah give me let me do web fists uh, then Ethan wrote in Ethan says why did you rate Web of Shadows so low Greg. Why? Uh, this was echoed by a- a- Adam Daniels, who said, Web of Shadows. I know it gets a lot of hate, but I love the morality system, the symbiote powers, and the different storylines based on the decision you made. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, one of my, in quotes, most uh, contentious reviews at IGN, uh, way back in the day on, what, October 30th, 2008, I gave Spider-Man Web of Shadows a 5.3, oh, calling wow. it mediocre. Oh. That hurts. In the end, Spider-Man Web of Shadows is a missed opportunity. Activision, Treyarch, Aspire, and Shaba were given a blank slate to create whatever Spider-Man-inspired tale they wanted, and they put together a game starring a whiny hero, a foggy story, repetitive gameplay, and a focus on pretty combat combos instead of engaging combat mechanics. Web of Shadows is better than the last Spidey game to make it to market, but that's not a ringing endorsement. If this game makes your spider sense tingle in a good way, I'd suggest renting it or waiting for a price cut before taking the plunge. Web of Shadows has its moments of fun, but they are lost in a sea of gaffes that true believers are likely to revile. God, I could write. That was, first of all, that was very well written. Like, you convinced me. 
Um, second of all, that gameplay video was hurting my eyes. Like, I don't know what's going on with the camera in this game, but it was all over the place. Thirdly, there was a scene in this gameplay video where he hops off a building and like you get a close up of like the bottom of his soles and it's the bottom of his feet. So dirty. I understand that he's outside, right? And this, yeah, the yeah. bottom of his feet is going to get dirty because he's outside running and all this stuff. But like, I don't know. I didn't need that view. It just seemed kind of gross. Okay. I rest my case. I recently, uh, took it to Twitter. I'm going to try. I should have had this ready to go. Uh, where somebody came at me and I quote tweeted them. Here it is. Yeah. I had gotten this tweet uh, on September 7th out of the blue. Nothing, nothing. I don't think it's in response to anything. No, just out of the blue. I got this tweet, which was uh, in 2008, you gave Spider-Man web of shadows a five judging from the gameplay footage. You sucked at the game. The game may not have been perfect, but the fact that you gave it a low score because you sucked was unfair. I've held a grudge against you ever since middle finger emoji. To which I quote tweeted and said, hello, Truth Teller, which was the account name. In 2008, we handed the game to the video team and they captured footage for the video review. You have no idea if I'm good at the game or not. Your truth is now lies. Good luck sleeping tonight. Your world is rocked. <laughs> and rather than just being a fun dunk, what I really did appreciate was people coming out of the work, woodwork like Imran and uh, Anthony Carboni to be like, yo, it sucked though. <laughs> that game wasn't that good because it's one of those, as the years have gone on, all I've gotten is the people who think I'm wrong hmm. telling me I'm wrong. So you're like, did I get it wrong? And so the fact that yeah, people man. Know, no? You have to fight a symbiote wolf Wolverine and it's sick as hell. Yeah, but again, like I just told you, the combat sucks. Like it wasn't nah, fun to I remember, play. I, re I remember it being. Fun. How old were you? Two thousand eight. I didn't get it in two thousand eight. Like I, I played it, I think a couple of years late, because uh, I remember getting this on the three sixty, and I didn't have one until I lived in San Francisco. So, yeah. yeah. We had it on the thermometer last year to do a full play of it, me playing all the way through it again to see if I changed my mind or anything about it, and nobody funded it. <laughs> But I would like to one day do that because I think it would, I would be, love to be on that ride a with fun, you. interesting yeah. thing to go back. Because, yeah, like, again, like, they have really cool fucking ideas in the like, game. You can pick up cars and throw them at Venom, dude. It's I know, sick. right? I'm so aware. So far, I'm with Greg here. This doesn't look that great. But it, it, it is. It, you had, like, a branching story where you could yeah. be good, you could be bad. Some yeah. say it's the better influence, like you know? Okay, guys, let's not get fucking crazy. Like here, all right? I mean, Dude, yeah, no one, one of the endings the was sick part. where you'd be no like... No one's uh, saying prototype. Uh, you could uh, end one of the stories where you're black-suited uh, Spider-Man, and then you... To take over the world. Uh, take over the world, but then you um, uh, are in a relationship with Black Cat. I remember that. That was one of the, I remember that ending. But yeah, you do fight Wolverine at one point, and you can tear him in half. They cheap out on it, and they don't show it. Like he's, oh, so it's like black. you get like camera angles to show that he's like... Does he regenerate? Does it come yeah, back? Yeah, of course he does. Oh yeah, Wolverine's really cool. But, I mean, I, I don't think he like he's like I will eventually kind of thing. He like walk off and leave yeah. him all fucked up. And you also hang out with like Moon Knight and shit. There were a lot of like kind of like deeper cuts. I I feel like at the time that was like oh shit, I'm learning a bit more. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Blessing. What happened this week in PlayStation? Uh, not much. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. No, we got a PlayStation Five Slim announced. What? Yeah. It's uh, like thirty percent smaller. Yeah, it has a detachable disc drive. If you get a digital version, you can buy the disc drive for seventy dollars. Pretty cool. It has like a small slit on the side of it. I'm going off memory because I don't feel like reading the thing. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Okay. But and also, people, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what happened. Um, <laughs> the four hundred fifty dollars. Four hundred fifty dollars for the digital version is five hundred dollars still for the disc version. I think those are all the details. Eighty bucks if you want to buy the disc version. If you want to buy the disc drive later, yeah, you can buy. Bucks. You can buy for four fifty right now. No disc drive. Yep. You can buy it five hundred with the disc drive. That's a fifty dollars price difference. And it's worth noting that the current digital version uh, before this refresh is four hundred dollars, and so it's a fifty dollars price increase. But you're getting more space. Yeah, it's a terabyte. It, yeah. as opposed to. See, that, that's five, a terabyte, five, right? 18, no. No, see, I, 
I don't think it's an actual increase because I think both digital and disc for the original PS5 were both one terabyte. I think it was. I I want to say it's advertised as one terabyte. You but you really get like you get like six hundred though. It's it's six like, I think it's storage eight hundred and twenty five. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I think it was yeah. like eight hundred and twenty five, and then with like extra file stuff, it then comes down to six hundred in reality. Yeah. So now you're actually getting the eight hundred and twenty five that you're advertised. Is that true though? Do we know that? No, we don't know that. Because I mean, that's, you would imagine, again, so. the first iteration was uh, advertised as one terabyte, but that wasn't we'll the see. case. Um, but then also where I, was it advertised as one terabyte though? And I'm, I'm just making sure we're clear. That's all. I feel like uh, whatever fucking when they're releasing specs and stuff, it was like, oh, what's the size of the SSD or whatever it is inside hmm. of it, and it would say one terabyte. But then, like when it came to actual available space, it was less. Yeah, because like I, I, I feel like I remember it being one terabyte, but also I think I just mis- I assumed I misremembered because I think on the box it might be eight hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, and no, the Norman in the chat says nope. The gross amount is uh, eight twenty-five. The slim goes up to one terabyte. Yeah, so I think the slim is actually going to be like one terabyte, but then the actual space you're going to get out of it because of course they're going to have all the yeah. files that are already on it will be like probably eight hundred fifty or something. We'll we'll see when it happens though. Uh, the one other thing. So though, either way, you're getting more gigabytes, but maybe not the full one gigabyte. Yeah, <laughs> one uh, terabyte. You know what I mean? Yeah. GBs. This one comes the sideways uh, or horizontal stand as opposed to the vertical stand. You could buy a vertical stand if you want to for uh, thirty dollars. But again, just get a paper towel rack. You're all set. Exactly. Um, I got Did three. You, go for okay, it. No, please. I was going to get into reactions to it, so we can go from there. I got three burning questions from people. Of course, me and you talked about it on KFGD. We gave our thoughts and all that stuff. But there are three questions that were left unanswered. They're some of the most asked questions from the audience so i want to start off with co-op 64 who writes in and says good morning greg and bless with the announcement of a new SKU of the ps5 do you think this would have made be- been this would have been better served as part of last month's state of play compared to a blog post giving this upgrade the spotlight uh giving this upgrade the spotlight in a way to reflect positivity to the consumer thank you for what you do co-op 64 do you think this would have been better as a state of play no no no, I think this is one of those things that isn't exciting necessarily. This really is just, hey, we're updating the SKUs. When you buy through the consoles that are already out there, this will be the SKU from here on out. So this is what it's going to be. Cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't think this... I, it's, I, what I was going to ask you is, have you been surprised by the reactions? Because it feels like they are all over the board for, and, and quieter than I would have thought, period. Yeah. But then it is the cool. And then it is the, this is outrageous. And then it is the, okay. And it's it's... Very typical video game shit where in two weeks, no one's going to be, Yeah, I can't believe they're charging more than the other one because of the thing with the stuff. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? there's a bunch of not weird stuff, but it's like one of these things you look at and you go, okay, and you move See, on. I feel like for me, it's the lack of the re- reaction that I'm surprised by because I've not seen as many people, I guess, comment on it. And like I feel like in that initial reveal, it was, oh man, the disc drive looks goofy. And like yeah. beyond that, it was... Yeah. Um, oh, it's more expensive, like for the digital version, and like I think beyond that, like I didn't, I wasn't seeing many people have comments on it. So I feel like it might, it feels more like a business as usual thing. It doesn't feel like you will have a lot to say about it, and, and I don't know why that is. I feel because again, I think it's just like an okay. Is it more powerful? No. Yeah. Is it this? No. Is it like super small? No. All right, it's happening. I and again, you're like you're. Again, if we want, you want to be here and you want to be mad about the price increase, which is $50. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't exist or whatever. There is the argument that you're getting more gigabytes, even though it's not yeah. a crazy amount or whatever. But, so it's like, it's, it's a weird hill to die on to be mad about it, to have anything to say. And I think yeah. it, as usual, it comes back to the, 
well, all right, then go buy a PS5 right now. Like, they're giving you the runway, right? Of like, well, if you don't like it, go buy one now. And then also, how many people are... You probably have a PS5 by now if you want a PS5. For the most part, I know. At least the people listening and commenting and tweeting, right? Yeah. From our organizations and groups and things like that. So it's like, it's and another it, moot point that you're arguing. It also looks similar enough to the PS5 already that I just don't think it's a big deal. Right? Yeah. It's not like it's a redesign. It's not like sure. if they, you know, we're going, it's like the PS, different PS3 versions. What it's I like, would be stoked about, right, is if they brought it down to being like Xbox Series S small. You know how much yeah. I like, I, I, the first thing we did is I had Kevin bring the tape measure in my backpack out here. It'll fit in my backpack for travel. Great. That's all I wanted out and of a different Honestly, PS5. if they were to do this at last month's State of Play, which I guess I'm a little surprised that they didn't close out a State of Play or like have this there because you're announcing it this close already. Um, but if, if they were to do that, I think the way to drive the point home and get people excited about it would have been to put it next to a current model PS5 and sure. go, hey, this is how much smaller it is than the PS5. But my counter argument to myself would be, is it that much smaller? Like, is it going to be the thing, the thing where it's like, once you put it's it like an inch, it, right? It's like an inch and a little it's bit It's like more. a little shorter, but then it looks skinny. It looks a lot skinnier. It looks skinnier. Yeah. 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 But I mean, height wise. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but is it one of those things where you put them next to each other and it's like, okay, yeah, I guess it's smaller, but it's not mind blowing. And if that's the case, then I get not putting it in a, in a and I play. feel like that's the thing again, why isn't this part of state of play? I feel like this detract, this would have detracted from talking about the games. And those are meant the state that state of play and most state of plays are yeah. meant to talk about games, right? It's the I same thing of I like can tell you one game that was at that state of play right now. <laughs> and that's and you definitely wouldn't have, you know, if there was this thing happening, True. this would have been the True. only thing we were talking about, right? It's kind of similar to um the PlayStation Portal, where again, those hardware announcements, the earbuds and the headphones, right? Like those have lived outside of state of plays because there's so like it's a weird thing to even put in there and then try to message, right? Of like, unless you're gonna do the Shuhei and white gloves moving it around. That works. If you like, even if you went to the blog right now about the new PlayStation Five, they have a little trailer sizzle reel thing, but it, like, it's not super sexy and it doesn't really like give you all the information. It probably makes more questions. If it was at the end of his state of play, like you've seen all those cool games, now let's talk about the future of the console itself. Like yeah. that just isn't how they do state of plays. Uh, question number two. This comes from Dalton F. Uh, who says, how do you think Sony will handle faceplates going forward now that the slim model ones have to be different than the original model? They are dead. I think that would be my interpretation on it. Um, I would assume based on what they've seen for attach rates for different faceplates through f so far that they were like, this is not worth worrying about. Uh, I, obviously, it's possible. Like you will, will you have more custom faceplates? Yes. There will be a, oh, I, let's just guess a Wolverine playstation 5 uh -huh. they will do a wolverine playstation 5 i don't know if those faceplates will be available in target as well or if it'll just be you have to buy the playstation 5 that is wolverine branded kind of thing i think you'll still get those kind of special edition consoles but i would imagine you're not going to get a special edition faceplates anymore really i i don't see well i guess i don't know i don't i don't know for sure how these faceplates come off and how easy they come off and all this if it's the same as the current ps5 yeah well yeah there's that break in it right so like what yeah do you do with that? so i would think that if they still come off i'll yeah, I would. I, I think you continue to get them. I think old PS5 now isn't going to get any more. And see, but right there, you cut off your nose to spite your face. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me we have an install base of what is it, a little over 15 million now? I, don't, I haven't looked at. I don't. I'm not. The oh, stats like guy. PS5 owners? Yeah, I'll say 40, 40 million. Oh right? shit, fuck, really? I can. I, you know Maybe. me. I, you know I talk. I don't. I have it. Google. I. I've, it's I've, definitely way more than 15 million. I'll tell you that. I remember. <laughs> well, I have a. I, if you know, you know, I have the thing in here called facts that I can then just go in and click on and see where are we at right now. <laughs> Here we go. They announced 40 million back in July. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't ever remember any of those numbers. Anyways, so you have 40 million units out there. Now you have a new SKU being introduced. Do you do you make any more? So you have 40 million people to serve that could buy faceplates. 
but I'm also trying to get you to buy the new system. So am I, so am I sitting there going, let's make faceplates, the big faceplates for the 40 million. And even though we don't sell that console anymore, that sounds stupid. Yeah. Am I then saying, well, let's make new faceplates for the new console, but we've barely sold a million of those by the time you start having these conversations or something to that effect. I would think you're the way to get people like me that are obsessed with certain IP to buy the new PlayStation is to do a special edition console and limit it to that. So it is. You're okay. fu- you can't I fucking can wait that. for Wolverine and you have an OG PlayStation 5. Here's the reason to buy the new one. Yeah. Oh, you loved Ghost of Tsushima? Here's Ghost of Tsushima 2 and here's the brand new PS5 Slim for that. That makes a lot of sense. I think you do that and I don't think you sell individually. I, I want to say I saw somewhere that they were going to do the... You know how they announced like the Earth Tone... Um, like dual. Uh, this is the state of play that you weren't even here for. Yeah. But like in that state of play, they announced like the earth tone colored dual sense stuff. Um, I believe somewhere, and you can double check me. They said they're doing that for the new faceplates. Um, okay. I could be wrong because I'm sure I just saw some person on Twitter say this. So double check me. Um, but I th- I could see maybe those of like the one offs, and then yeah, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. The of, deep earth collection. Deep earth collection. A new metallic yeah. colorway for PS5. Later yeah, the earth tones that aren't really earth tones. And you heard they're doing this for the new PlayStation 5? I'm pretty sure I saw it on Twitter. But, like, it, 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 double check me for sure on that. That's like a, that's definitely a year wrong one. Uh, we don't even do year wrong for this show. Counterplay.com slash year wrong, right? One more question for this. Quincy writes in and says, Since the new PS5 Slim has digital and disk drive versions, can you give a quick prediction for the PS5 Pro? Will there be a disk drive and digital SKUs or just one version? This I find interesting. For one, like, I'm still not a belief that we're going to get a PS5 Pro, but if they do do a PS5 Pro, do we get a disc version? It's a fascinating question. Yeah. Um, my prediction would be that they'd be watching... Well, I guess they'd probably already be not in production, but, you know, feeling it out. But I think you would be looking at who's buying these new units and how many, of, how many people are buying the digital-only PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. how many people are buying the disc drive. Are we actually serving that audience? You know, as before we went live today... Wario 64 put up a thing, right? Saying that uh, possibly by the end of, and I, I think I'm right on this, possibly by the end of Q1 2024, Best Buy is going to stop selling physical Blu-rays and 4K, yeah. things like that, right? Which isn't necessarily video games, but is lining up with the digital future we're hurtling towards and what's happening with that and how that works. What gets interesting about it, yeah, is like, who is buying a PlayStation 5 Pro? Again, if it, you know, if you were to eliminate the the small skew we're talking about right now and this is the only one then that's a different ball of wax but early adopters are going to be people who want the highest fidelity and probably are having the best internet and probably paying for the best experience and like they're i think they're in a place where they're not as worried about their internet so i wouldn't worry about it as well yeah i think if you well yeah i I think if you if you go by the new standard of having a disk drive now a detachable disk drive for playstation then I think you can get away with selling a just a digital console for a PS5 Pro and then just having the disk drive be be a thing that you can buy later on. Yeah. Like just have that be the standard option if people really want a disk drive. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be watching the numbers quite closely to see what happens right now with PlayStation uh, disk going forward, right? And how it is. But even if you jump to Xbox Series S, and I'm not coming on the Xbox Xcast territory here, but that was the thing, right? That like the Series S is outselling the Series X. Like that, there's yeah. more, more of those, and S's don't have a disk drive, right? Like, we're very much at this point where 
the conversation of digital, you know, not being the only future, but being the majority future is upon us. Yeah, I think we're th- I think we're right there. And so it's like at that point, when do you rip the bandaid off? When do you worry about this? When do you go? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll also say I'm trying to find these deep earth tone PS5 face plates for the new one. I can't find them, and so just consider me wrong on that one. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, unless somebody proves me right. If you prove me prove me right in the comments or tweet at me, if, fair if you do find what I'm talking about. Uh, Greg. Yeah. It's time for PlayStation Picks. We had a quick drop for you. Uh, Honkai Star Rail came out this week for PS5. Uh, this week, you're also getting Little Gator Game for PS5, PS4, Roblox for PS4, Wildcard Football for PS4, PS5, Salt Sea Chronicles for PS5, and Lords of the Fallen 2023. Lords of the Fallen! For PS5. Uh, I picked Spider-Man 2. Yeah, play yeah, 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 yeah. there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot can't talk about Spider-Man 2. And so you have to wait until next week to hear me talk about that. That's right, because, of course, Monday, the Kind of Funny Games cast review of Spider-Man 2 will post. Uh, Remember, watch it, consume it, enjoy it, then look at all the other Spider-Man reviews, and then say, hey, I got questions, and write them in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y so myself, Janet, and Blessing can answer your questions on PSI Love You, which we'll be posting on Tuesday next week. Of course, you can watch it. Patreon.com slash kind of funny next Monday when we record it. Um, I also played Spider-Man 2 and can't talk about it. I also played Redacted. Can't talk about that because review season never ends. And then I did a little bit more Alan Wake. You know what I mean? Where I was like, okay, I can, I can jump back into this a little bit. And then I was like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for Alan Wake 2. I don't, now, now that, again, Spider-Man 2, other Redacted game. There's some other game I think I just got today where it's like, I'm starting to feel like I'm going to read the Wikipedia for Alan Wake. Yeah. And there, okay. There's not that much left. I think I got two chapters left, but it's just like, I don't know when I'll sit down and be able to put that time aside to go through it. I really, I don't have the Alan Wake 2 fire in me. Really? Yeah. Like I'm not I'm so it's for, spooky season. I'm so ready for it. I'm not antsy for it. I am. Oh no. I wish we had code. Give me Mario. Where's Mario? Mario. Mario. That's not what we're talking about. Give me Mario. Ladies and gentlemen, you are just days away from your next episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Watch us record it live Monday. No spoilers for Spider-Man 2. Of course, you can get it Tuesday everywhere. Uh, that's how it usually works, though. Patreon.com slash funny for all the live recordings, like Anthony's watching, Ryan's watching, Norman's watching. Uh, of course, you can get all the other shows there. Watch them record Saw and Review and all that jazz, the Kind of Funny podcast, you name it. You could also get exclusive shows like Kind of Feudy, the next-gen podcast, and Greg Way. Uh, of course, you could also just support us and say, hey, you're doing a good job. However, if you got no bucks to toss our way, no big deal youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe each and every week please like subscribe share tell your friends leave an itunes review leave a star rating on spotify and of course just tweet a blessing and say hey you look good in every shirt you wear uh norman in, in the patreon chat says blessing is right sony announced on the blog that the new colors will be available in early 2024 get it but we got them for the for the but are we talking about for the new playstation or are they just talking about in general <laughs> we're not you know talk- never mind. <laughs> no one's worried about if they're coming out we're saying when are they coming out and what for what if it's platform? on the blog then i'm on i'm they've only put up one thing it was called deep earth what was it the deep earth colors but like, that was before they announced the oh you're right a variety of PS5 console covers for the new model will be available starting in early 2024, including an all matte black colorway and the Deep Earth Collection colors in volcanic red, cobalt blue, and sterling silver. You know what I've learned is that I'm never wrong. That's true. Kid's never, never been wrong, wrong in his life. Thank you, Barrett. As Thank you me. can see, here come the UMDs right next to the PSP. So <laughs> it's because they're the same never size. Never been wrong PSP. in his entire life. Just start that life. small. Also, I'm pointing the wrong way. Just Ladies and gentlemen, until right next episode you. when we are talking about Spider-Man 2 been our pleasure to serve you.